going. We are live, Mr. Colley. Hey, Brad. How's it going, buddy? Good, man. I'm just looking at this uh, Bitcoin pump today. It broke through. We were talking yesterday about uh, 51, 50, and then uh, this morning I was looking at it and talking to my partners at Material Indicators about whether it was going to break uh, 53, and like within 10 minutes after we discussed it, it went bam. Yeah. Bam. I mean, I was, tra I was tracking ETH this morning, too, the same way. And, um, you know, of course, it you know moves with BTCU most of the time. But, you know, up over 3,600, you know, and I look at all these buys of ETH, you know, at, um, you know, it looks to me like it's about 920. You know, somebody bought 30,000 ETH at 940. Somebody bought 20,000 ETH um, or some groups of people did. And to me, this looks just like the wealth management practices that, you know, JP Morgan, Goldman, BlackRock, Blackstone, all uh -huh. those guys, because this is U.S. East Coast. Just they're still kind of trained on market hours. Yep. So, you know, they're not on the 24 7, 365 clock like us yet. Um, maybe their interns are, but not the, not the senior <laughs> dudes. And, um, you know, this just tells me it feeds into that thesis we've been talking about is when is crypto decoupled from U.S. equities markets? Yeah. And up to now, you know, when you saw U.S. equities tank, you saw crypto go with it because everybody's trying to cover margin or buy the dip on the equity side. And now this is a good sign to me that we're finally seeing a decoupling. And when you throw that on top of what Gensler said, I believe, yesterday, that the U.S. is not going to crack down on all coins like China did. We're just yep. going to figure it out. There is not going to be a crypto ban in the U.S. I think that green lit all the institutional guys to start pouring in even more. Yeah, so I think this is a great sign of decoupling. I hope um, so. Is, I'm all for it. Now, if I could yeah, just get Bitcoin and, and, and ETH to decouple, I'd be a happy camper. I'd, I'd like yeah. ETH to have a life of its own, please. Yeah, me too. I, I think that I think it gets there eventually, you know, with all the debate about um, I don't know if you saw Pomp's podcast or read, read it from a couple of days ago where he was talking about the biggest risk to Bitcoin. Um, you know, he kind of hits on some of these these, these similar themes that he he sort of feels that Bitcoin's going to top out at, you know, gold market cap, which I think is ten trillion dollars. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, hey, we'll take that. Yeah. But once if that's going to be the gold, then you know, ETH and everybody else are going to be the commerce engines. That's right. The transaction engines. So it will decouple eventually. But this, to me, is a great sign of decoupling from the equities markets. Now, probably the reason it's not these aren't decoupling as fast is because these are all the ones that you know they're gearing up for the ETFs and and those types of you know high end uh, institutional products, and they're still going to be looking at it in comparison to the the dollar let's say or you know s p 500 um and look at it in those guards in psychologically they'll still be connected uh, eventually that'll break i mean i don't yep. know i don't really do a bunch of gold but does any i mean do you think that uh i mean i think gold everybody still looks at it as dollar value um, yeah to a certain extent but you know as like a pair gold versus dollar type of thing. But to me, I think it's, you know, it's new asset classes and they just have to be figured out. So yep. everything I'm seeing is positive right now. Yeah, me too. Um, what's interesting, here's a real quick interesting on back to my favorite right now, Ohm. Yeah. Uh, right at the, look at this, at the Bitcoin, just after the Bitcoin pump, Ohm drops from 887 to 824, 822. So I'm gathering people like, you know, say, well, I've made enough on Ohm now. I'm going to jump out because Bitcoin's going to run. I'm going to go get into Bitcoin. But then, of course, it starts recovery right away. But we were over 900, you know, uh, in the middle of the yeah. night. So uh, anyway, uh, I just found that interesting, the the response on the Ohm side, because typically Ohm is, uh, while everything else is sideways or down, Ohm is chopping up, right? So um yeah, just, just real mean, interesting that it took that dip on the Bitcoin price increase. Well, I think you hit it right on the, the nail on the head. I, I think it's everybody was FOMOing from there on, you know, with house money into BTC to not miss the, you know, our fear of missing out kind of thing. Yep. Um, but then you see all the opportunistic buyers, you know, one group, it's all they talk about is own. It's not an own group either. It's just a general group. And, you know, they're all waiting to buy the dip. 
Yeah. They've been waiting to buy the dip. So to me, I think that's why you saw that V there. Yeah. That, uh, you know, all those people pounced. Yeah. I, I wish I'd preset some limit orders because I wanted more. But, uh, you know, whatever. We'll, we'll get it next time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. What do you got for me? Uh, you know, I've been digging through the NFTs again. Um, you know, I've also another artist. Uh, we talked about Sear Light yesterday. I noticed uh, Miguel Durest, uh His NFTs have been going up in value. Oh, nice. To- Tokyo Loves are going up in value. Oh, um, really? Because I got yeah. some Tokyo Love. I have yeah. some love for Tokyo Love. I like that guy, too. Yeah. I met him. He's he's a really genuinely good guy out of uh, Canada. Oh, really? Yeah. He met. He, he, it's a great story. He met his wife. Uh, he met his wife in Tokyo, but because he was there taking photos, but she actually, it was because she was looking at an art installation that was being put up and wanted to see final pictures of it and did a search for anybody that had posted photos. He had posted photos. They met, fell in love. She moved to Canada with him and that's, you know, but he's, he's awesome. I love his work really love his work let me go over yeah. to Dokian. he's such a good community member too i'm glad to see his work taken off he's also big in the foundation side um uh, nft issuances there with a bunch of other artists and you know it's just great to see how they've gotten exposure now you know when uh you know i think when he started doing the, the doki doki the gachapon machines with doki doki i don't think he was super well known at that point no. But now, you know, he's in the same breath with all these with all these other artists. And another one on the platform that I like a lot is Larry N and her stuff, which is kind of like a 80s, 90s sort of uh, technology. Um, what would be the right word? Redux, I guess. But she takes it and she creates these really cool um, paintings or NFTs about, uh, you know, the tech, like, you know, the monitors and, you know, everything from. What was it we used to play with back then? It wasn't um, those handheld. They weren't PlayStations, but I'm not me, but my, I've seen other playing with them. It was those handheld games. Game Boy? Yeah, Game Boys and Palms and all these things that you remember if you were around in the 80s and 90s. And I think she's Finnish, and um, although I might be wrong, but I believe she's from Finland. So you got this totally cool, um, you know, because Doki Doki, their mission is to curate, you know, NFTs. So... You get some 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 you know cartoony ones in there, but you also get some really like you know Tokyo loves. It's sort of a hybrid of photography and yep. you know motion and and you know color palette selection. Super nice, you know. Larry Ann's very similar. I don't know if you could pull one of hers up, but um, she's very cool. And hers hasn't really you know started taking off yet. Yeah, um, but it's well, you know like the Tokyo well, the- love. They're worth like three hundred bucks right now, and I think I paid eighteen. Yeah, well, and that's the beauty of Doki, right? It's the be- for me, it's the best outlet for for NFTs. It's just because look, everybody pays the same price. You get a randomized chance at uh, getting a rare one, and so everyone's on equal footing, and you get these great artists, and it um, it just it, and it's a lot of fun, and it's great for the artists because the artists actually don't have to like laboriously sell one piece after another on OpenSea and hope they price it right and hope that people show an interest and market specific ones. They put them on here, you know, in a few days, their machine sells out and and they've made a nice big chunk of money without uh, without all the bullshit and hassle that uh, selling yeah. on OpenSea is about. So uh, I, I think it's phenomenal. Yeah, and so, you know, and... You know, and then they can essentially other thing for the user who's spinning the machine for the NFTs. You know, there there's there'll be like a couple of one ones in there, some three threes. You know, some twenty twenties, fifty fifty, two fifty, two fifties. You know, a variety of things. So, who did you, you want me to open up? Larry N. I think uh, is she Quick. Lo-Fi Dreams or is that? Uh, here's Lo-Fi Dream. No, Lo-Fi Dreams is Seer Light. Okay, then it's the it's um. Who's Go still down. blowing up? Offers keep going up on mine. I'm up to one ETH on one of mine, two of mine. Check Retro Journey. That might be it. That's not the. That's Pixelator Retro. Go up a little bit, and look at this Retro one? Journey. Might be yeah. Is that yeah her? Yeah. Oh yeah. There's the Game Boy. 
Yeah, so, you know, her stuff is super clever. Oh, yeah. And I love this style, too. Tokyo Love, Seer Light. I like all of their styles. So, you know, you got that team at Doki Doki that's curating the artists. So, you know, they basically pick the ones they like, you know? Yeah. And some of this stuff ends up over in their portfolio on Yudoki or the Yudoki Toka, just small U-D-O-K-I that's on the UNIC, U-N-I-C dot L-Y platform. And you can see people bidding there. And so there's like in the NFT market, I think what's always held it back is, you know, the exits, you know, can collectors buy and sell and, you know, at a profit. And you see that happening now. And the next step, of course, is yield farming with NFTs. And that's why we, you know, in case anybody's wondering, who's listening, that's why we talk about this sometime. Because what you're going to get to is where you compare an NFT with ETH or with, uh, you know, a stable coin and earn yield on it. Right. Or borrow on it. Just like right. you go and stake at Ave and borrow, you're going to be able to go with um, NFTs and borrow against them. Yep. So, you know, look at that Searlight NFT that went for 35 ETH. I think the, I know the, I think which one it was, uh, there's a user, it's either Papagoga or Rambuta. One of those guys, I think, got it or somebody in that group got it. But, you know, that was a spin that cost maybe 35 bucks and they end up with 100K. Yeah. Um, so to me, that's the excitement there. So you yep. got that random generation event, um, you know, and what, what comes out of that, then you could sell it on OpenSea or you could hopefully stake it soon or you can contribute it to these fractionalized portfolios. Yeah. Once you get that full circle of NFT uh, um, creation, value, um, monetization, should you desire, um, you know, that's what's going to make the space really take off. Yeah. This is another um, Doki Doki project chain binders where the NFTs were backed by Ethereum from the pool of people that spun the Degacha machine to get the NFTs, which uh, yeah. is a really cool model. So they issued a specific token for it. And then when you bought the NFT, half of the NFTs had an Ethereum value behind them that came out of the pool. And then the gamification goes further because the only way to get to that ETH is to burn your NFT. And every time you burn an NFT, 15% of your the value you would get of the ETH goes back into the pool. So everybody that held longer than you actually uh, gains more value. And so I I love this model. I think it's really cool. Is there anything left yeah. in this? I thought I think 83% has been burned so far um, of the BND tokens. So there's still tokens to buy. There's still spins. There's a there's a lot of stuff left in there. That's cool. Um, so, you know, the thing is with BND is that token for chain binders, it's tied basically pegged to ETH. Yeah. So when ETH goes up, that goes up in value. So what's interesting is every time ETH's kind of taken the dip below two, let's say, or somewhere when it's had that dip or 24, I go in there and buy the BND at that point because it's like $4.50, $4. I think right now it's at $6.50. And yeah. I buy it just to spin. I don't buy it as a, a whole. But that way you're spinning for these ETH-backed NFTs. Now, that's that's the game changer because I have not seen that. Um, no, I haven't either. Myself. I but, love you know, that. As, as you said, when they did um, the people spinning, I think it was how many ETH were in there? Like 2,000 ETH or something like that? Yeah, I think so. There was a pretty significant number. And then like 80% of that ETH is pegged as a floor value for every single uh nft and the nfts are just beautiful yeah that, that's that's a great one and, and there's and there's you know, deep story behind all of it too right so they yeah. did not they not only did that but they had professional writers writing epic stories behind it as well so this is the foundation for a play to earn game basically i right? yeah totally totally you I know agree. that and i think you could make the game and burn azuki in the game as the the game token or earn azuki um and then like you said there is backstory on every single character there is music around every single character and then there's all kinds of accessories for every character yeah all it needs now is um you know the game itself and then that i think you know is going to be interesting now i, I burnt most of mine uh, just because it was uh, around june-ish and i'm still holding <laughs> I'm still holding. Thank you for your money. I thank yeah, you for that fifteen percent, Joe. Yes, you're welcome. Keep but burning. I'll take them all. 
Well, here's the thing is right when everything went down, I sold some of it when everybody was trying to complete collections. So I sold a couple LRs for way higher than what the burn rate is. And they're still listed at below that value. Oh, yeah, so that's I, good. I made out there. That's good. But it was, I just knew certain collectors in the platform that were going to be going for these full collections. Um, How is it possible that Pranksy hasn't sold out on this platform when so many of the machines have sold out? The only thing I can think of, isn't the spin price like it's a little higher than the other ones, isn't it? Yeah. I, I think uh, that that. 0 0.05. Yeah, 0.05. So, so what are you talking about there? What do we have? 3,600. So 1,800, not um, 180. I think it's 180 a spin, right? Yeah, that's not. I mean, so, relative to the name. I mean, I don't know how Pranksy's yeah, doing on OpenSea. Well, and I also don't know if these were all really Prank C. I, I heard somebody said that it's like a studio play that he has other artists doing. Yeah, no, I though. think almost, I don't, I actually not sure he actually creates any himself. Okay. I think but almost just, everything he does is, uh, I could be wrong. Somebody could put in the comments on YouTube or Twitter, whether we're, I'm talking oh. shit. Yeah, well, I mean, it's all talking shit with good intentions, so. Hey, can Love we talk? You know what? I want to talk a little <laughs> shit real quick. I tweeted about this yesterday. You know, yeah. um, I love listening to Pomp's podcast because his guests are great. Um, and I think yeah. he's, you know, good stuff. But he's got a school. I, d I saw this article post written by somebody who had attended his crypto school. And it's basically a Bitcoin maximalist school. Like the people coming out of this school are basically told everything else is crap. Only look at Bitcoin don't get a job doing anything but Bitcoin. And I was so disappointed to hear that. I mean, look, I know he's a maximalist basically, but it, what's interesting is he claims to be a maximalist while he's investing in NFTs. So I find that pretty interesting. But um, yeah. anyway, it just it irks me um, that uh, people are playing it that way and not letting people uh, make their own decisions. So just want to well, bitch and moan a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, that's always the, you know, I mean, I talked to him once a few years ago and what, I mean, what he was Sergeant Pomp, I think, back then. And he knows his stuff, but you're right. I mean, there are the kind of cultist BTC followers. And, you know, I think some of that came out of, you know, when BTC was created after the 2008 financial crisis. And, right. you know, I, was, I, I, mean, I don't know how it was around the world, but, you know, in the U.S., God, you know, so many people lost their homes. And, you know, it was, you know, I talk about speculators, you know, I, I did had a bunch of condos then, too. But, you know, people that were just, you know, had one house you yeah. know, and all of a sudden they signed up for some adjustable rate mortgage and got just gashed on it when, you know, value gets cut in half and interest rates go up and you're screwed. Yeah. So I think a lot of that sort of um, populism is in that movement. Right. And, you know, and it's, you know, they they're they're the burn down the banks kind of guys, you know, they're yeah. the ones that don't want any banks right and you know i i, I can't go that far i mean I oh i can go that far you can? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely I have just, no no trouble going that far eventually i mean we can't go realistically that far today but i'm look i mean once the protections are built into the system the wallets get better the ui and ux gets better i have no problem eliminating all those middlemen like none well, none yeah I guess my point is, you know, I sort of share that uh, goal as well. But to me, I think if you want user adoption and you really want Bitcoin to get to, you know, pass gold and get to ten trillion, you got to have the financial institutions. Of course, uh, so that's, that's where all I the money is. That, yeah. Yes. So we need user adoption by the banks. Now, you know, I used to say this example before years ago, but you know, if you're like to me, it was like if you're wiring money to from the U.S. to, I don't know, pick an African country, not trying to pick on anybody, but let's just say uh, Tanzania, um, beautiful country, though, by the way. But if you're wiring money there, it was like it's like two weeks and, you know, four hundred dollars, <laughs> some obscene numbers and you're getting gashed on both sides of it. And and then you're showing up at the bank to pick up the money there and blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, everybody goes, well, why would the banks want to give that up? And I'm like, well, because if they use Stellar or Ripple or something else, they could do that transaction for like 15 cents. 
Yeah. So maybe the bank doesn't charge eight hundred dollars anymore. Maybe they charge two hundred. Yeah. But you know they've got that spread now that's monstrously big than larger than what they have in in the the pre crypto world. So to me, I always thought that um, you know there's money in this for the financial institutions, obviously, and how they do business and their processes. And if that takes out a lot of you know, kind of the market making manual market making activity of and if you remember, like on the New York Stock Exchange, if you can't remember, just go watch that Eddie Murphy movie um, Trading Places, I believe. And, you know, there were actually physically people on the floor with tickets, you know, and people screaming orders and then they'd have all these tickets. And at the end of the day, they would, you know, they had an honor system where, you know, because everybody had bought a seat. And so they, you know, could basically screen for something and somebody's writing it down. You know, that's market making. Yeah. So now it all happens automatically. You don't I mean, this has changed a long time ago, obviously, with NASDAQ and everything. But, you know, that's kind of what still kind of goes on in somebody's money transfers in banks, that kind of thing. And it needs to go. But the banks still make more money going our way. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and they still have the relationship because, you know, you know how much time we put in looking at this stuff. And I mean, I just don't trust anybody to do it. But you know, other than a few select individuals, but you know, if you could put, if you didn't want to have to think about this all day and could put it with a insured financial institution to think about this stuff all day, you know, some people will definitely prefer that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think it craters the yields at that point, but myself, I, I, I like doing it, but I, I think that's why I think the BTC maxis have to sort of, in my opinion and my humble opinion only that, you know, it's not, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. So, yeah. You yeah, said no, humble opinion. Wanna, yeah, I just, yeah, I know I'm not usually the most humble guy, but um, in my humble you know, opinion, I, just, I, I try to hold, you know, that's why I look at all the new stuff. You know, I'm not, I mean, I think what BTC could probably go to a hundred. I don't know if it could get to a million. You know, I don't know. So to me, I'm like, I could sit in something else that's at two cents right now and yeah. get a four, 40 X on that. Can't do that in BTC. No. So and no. it's so volatile. But anyhow. So a friend of mine, an old friend of mine from a few years back uh, that I met through a project, um, uh, asked me to take a look at the UX for this company, this project called Bagels. Um, launched first on uh, BSC, but is moving to Polygon and Ethereum mainnet and I think potentially Phantom. Uh, this is speaking of DGen because we we seem to be getting some DGen attention. Uh, this is leveraged yield farming, right? So we actually talked a little bit about kind of leveraging SOM yesterday uh, and putting that into yields, but this is a project entirely oriented around leveraging into yield farming. Um, and they've got some some UI and UX issues, but you know even even kind of with a quiet launch, where was their TVL number? I think it was over here. Um, you know, they already had like, I think 25, 30 million TVL yes, as of yesterday. But essentially the idea is, you know, you're, you can either come here and lend to people who want to uh, jump into yield farms that they've connected to on other platforms in BSC, or you can uh, come in and leverage your tokens and get more yield farming out of it. So right now, um, you know, it's, uh, what's going on? Oh, I'm not seeing anything in here now. That's interesting. Maybe they rugged. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me see if I can get it here. Hold on, I'm to... Oh, you know what? I'm not connected. I don't think I'm connected on BSC. Let's go there. I mean, that's the problem. Oh yeah. That's probably it. She sent me a few of their bagel tokens to play with. So, because I don't usually do much on BSC. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's not coming up for me, um, just in the sense I had it with a few things today that they were not fine on the servers. And that might just be because of the heavy traffic today. Yeah, I don't know. You know? Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I, I, I like the concept, obviously, because, oh, there we go. Oh, up to 100. Oh, no, 102,000 rewards. Uh, let's go look and see where the TVL was. Where was Oh, 43 million TVL. So they've grown like 18 million since yesterday. Um, anyway, the concept's pretty cool. I've never done leveraged yield farming, but 
what the hell you know as long as your kind of liquidation point is low enough that you're not going to get killed it's not it's always to me conceptually worth it to take another 10 percent value on what you've already got in tokens staked and stake them for some more you know what i mean yeah especially well, on the do, some of these high high apy farms yeah i can't what's the, is it bagels.finance yeah bagels.finance yeah i'm not getting it to come up that's um, odd https yeah yeah of course okay yeah no i was just wondering because oh well, uh, uh their token can also be staked obviously and you get uh, their ve bagel token which gives you governance rights the whole bit um, I liked the interface overall. They just have some, there's some things that are difficult to comprehend in some of the interface elements. And so it's a little bit, a little bit wonky, but I gave them a bunch of tips on uh, fixing the UX, UI. Oh, my 50 bagels have gotten me 0.03 bagels. So I'm, I'm rich. Well, right you know, here. that's the thing I was, yeah, no, there's one. Um, did you ever look up? It's a phantom one. It's soul. I think it's soul.sh. Oh, yeah. We Didn't we talk about that yesterday? Yeah, yeah, we did. There's some super high yields there. I just haven't quite, it doesn't have the rough oh, docs. You know what? Let me, did I pull up Multifarm yesterday or was that when you and I were just talking privately? I can't it remember. It might have been when we were just talking. Oh, no. I think we did talk about this yesterday. Okay. Yeah, no, you're right. We, this is going to be a problem. Which was At our age, we're going to forget what we talked about the day before. <laughs> well, you know, and this morning I spent four hours digging through like papers and docs, looking at new stuff. And I don't even remember what it was at this stage. One thing well, I let's did go, find out, yeah, is the deep. Let's go DFYN. through here and find something. Let's find something. Oh, what about deep? Oh, by the way, I found out it's not yes. DFYN. It's define. <laughs> you're defined. You're beating me to the punch there, buddy. That's what I was going to say, too. I was like, I heard the CEO yesterday talk, and he kept calling it Define, and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> me, too. I had no fucking clue. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. All right, so uh, let's take, let's just, let's find something spicy and take a look at it. Okay, here we go. USDC honor at 6,246% APR. Let's see what that okay, looks okay. like. Speaking of which, what's my crystal doing over here? My uh, two trillion. I've been, dude, I've been APY. growing like crazy in there, man. It's like the crystal. You know, I'm. So this farm is great. That farm is great. This one, fucking Libra, is losing value every ten seconds. So I'm not gaining anything financially. I'm still stuck. Yeah. I, mean, I started with six hundred. This thing is the compounding is working great. It's obviously increasing the number of LP tokens I have, but the the value of Libra is dumping. So hopefully it's stacking up some USDC for me, but not enough to offset the loss in the, in, in Libra there. That's just crazy. But yeah, well, you know how it is when you move, when Libra rebounds, like it most likely will, um, then, you know, when you pull those LP tokens out, there's a lot more in there still. Yeah. Because I'm still... I noticed the LP tokens are growing like crazy, but yeah. the value staying the same. What the hell is this? This is, oh wait, this is the one I went to from, so Farm Hero, USDC Honor, and this is on Polygon, so I have to choose one, I guess? No. How do I get there? Another great DeFi UX. <laughs> well, you know, everybody's just slapping stuff up. I mean, you know, one of the things I look a lot at, like I just jumped onto QuickSwap on Polygon Matic, and, you know, in search, there's an APY button, so you can see the highest ones. You know, Para and Quick is there for, you know, 23,000%. Uh, ANRX and ETH is there for, you know, 3,000%. Um, you know, a bunch of stuff. KOM, D11, Game E, PBR. PBR I've looked at a few times. That's 1,500%. Meeb, 1468. You can always find good you know, high pools on QuickSwap Polygon. And, you know, they combine obviously the, the rewards with the fees. So that's right. why I like the stable coin pairs there because everybody's trading in those. And so you, you pile up fees too. Um, but, you know, once more people come in and, and the pool sizes are all, you know, okay. You know, 83, 120,000, 105, just on the high yield ones. Gamey's got 300 grand in it. So that's a good place for anybody listening. Um, if you just don't have a lot of time, just go to that one and just search by APY and 
And you kind of do the same thing. You know, we never talked about Cometh Swap at all. Oh, shit. Um, you're right. It's Well, I haven't been in Cometh in a long time. Okay, so wait. Yeah. Here's that pool that I found on Multifarm, Honor USDC. Uh, APR is 205. The APY is 676. USDC so, Zenny. What the hell is Zenny? I don't know, man. But so are they auto-compounding for you? Uh, no, I'm not in these. I, I just went from uh -huh. Multifarm over to here to check it out. Because if case people are wondering what the difference is between APR and APY, um, you know, uh, it's APR if it sits there and you do nothing. It's APY if you're compounding. Right. So, you know, that's the effect probably of daily compounding. I don't Yeah, know I think I they count that. I, I think typically the standard is APY is daily. Yeah, here we are. Yeah. Needs manual compound daily to achieve APY. Yeah. Um, so... But I'm Some compounding like it. 25 times a day on crystal. Yeah, I think that one goes like every every hour. Are you doing it manually or are you? Are you no, the, 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 the crystal, I'm talking about when I harvest from the Azuki pool into, yeah. and then I dump the crystal into that crystal pool that auto compounds. Yeah. yeah. Now, there was another one out there um, that the Define guys were talking about a little about staking LP tokens, which was Hermes DeFi. And, you know, I went over there for a little while, but then, you know, I started looking at all the pools and, you know, because there's like, no, yes, the router defined dual token pool on Define, uh, which I really like because routers, that super mesh cross chain project coming out this month. Right. Um, that should really pop that token. But I moved some LP to the, you know, because they were friends with those, you know, the Define guys were friends with the RMS guys. So I went over there for a while and, it was like four and a half million in that pool. And so I moved some LP over and now there's like 40,000 LP on Hermes. But I looked at all the other pools and there's only like a thousand, two thousand. And I'm kind of like, you know, I don't really know if I want to, if I daily compound just on the Define site, I beat the APY on the Hermes site, even right. though it's auto compound. So I pulled and moved back to Define. But that was just a gut instinct on mine. I just was kind of like, I don't want to be in the pool over there that's got 50,000 and every other pool only has a thousand. Um, for, you know, it just doesn't sound like good yeah. management. What, um, here's what I don't understand. Oh, fuck. What the hell? I, I don't think that, I'm actually beginning to think multi-farms data isn't valid. Okay, so look, first of all, this is weird. Daily APRs, okay, daily APR 3.99. APY, I'm assuming, is 14, 1,455%. Now, I'm over here at Farm Hero. That's Matic, USDC, 5% APY, 4.9% APR. Is there another W Matic USDC? I mean, Raptomatic and Matic. I'm, no, there isn't. So that gives me a little concern about how Multifarm gets their data because it doesn't look accurate. Yeah, I haven't really dug into that one yet. Um, I did, you know, just also, there was one pool that I was going into that was, uh, it was Wmatic and something else, I can't remember. But, you know, and I, you know, just, you could use, just for everybody listening, you could do it with Matic. You don't have to wrap it first. <laughs> so, right. Because um, a lot of people get hung up on that. Wait, what's the difference? And it's just, you know, they're, they're, it's just the way it moves across different chains, but you can still, Depositmatic in lieu of Wmatic, um, and it'll process the same. Um, but yeah, anything paired with Matic, I like. You know, I think Matic is one of those ones. I I don't know how far it goes, but because I think it's got a pretty high market cap already. But you know, I mean, can it go from a buck thirty to maybe three to five? I think yes. Um, I don't know if it goes further than that myself. Again, just my opinion. Um, because even though we all know those market caps aren't the same as like a equity market cap number, it's still the metric everybody uses. And I just, um, you know, I kind of, one of the things I look at. So like when I look at Ave and I see it at 300 and it's a market cap of about four, I'm thinking, you know, that should really be a market cap of about 20 billion in my head. So I think, you know, look, that can go up five times. So that could be $1,500 a token. Right. Um, so I look at a lot of stuff like that. I kind of use little traditional finance uh, skills in that area. Just, you know, common sense. 
kind of thing. So, sure. but, you know, common sense goes out the window. I mean, just look at the uh, average PE in the U.S. stock market. It's like 26. <laughs> the historical average is 13. Right. So, I mean, that, that looks like a big haircut's coming. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope we're disconnected as you were talking about. Yes. Yeah. So um, another one back to um, now with Comet Swap, uh, what, you know, they have the game, um, that Comet mining game with the, they have spaceships that are NFTs and you go harvest yield off of, you know, in the game itself playing it. Right. Um, but they also have the, the DeFi piece too, the pools. Now these guys don't really have a lot of super high, you know, APYs or a that you would see in other ones, but they have some decent ones. I mean, you know, a couple over a hundred, like there was one I looked at, like uh, ETH and Staker Dow, 119%. It's got, you know, 626,000 in the pool. Um, you know, I, I like the Dow stuff myself, so I like that pool. And so I wanted to get more of those tokens. Um, and, you know, you it's on Polygon, so you can compound very, very easily, and you get the MUST token, M-U-S-T, which is their platform token. It's also the same token used in the game. Yeah. So if you decide you're going to play the game, um, then, you know, you basically earn, use the token in the game, and you earn the token. And then you can easily convert it to anything else, you know, on their platform. So, again, no, no people that we know know the people that do this. Um, this is also, a, you know, it has a Zuki and Doki and a BND pool on it. So, you know, I don't know. I've been in there for on and off for what nine months, right? And you know, never an issue, uh, no, French, never an issue. Yeah, French company, great guys. Well, the um, founder that runs it also runs Ethereum France, and oh, that's uh, he's, right, yeah. he's president of Ethereum France, Jerome. And and I have been totally impressed with my interactions and dealings with them. I, I think that they are professional and top notch. I do want to see an upgrade on this. UI, but whatever. Yeah. It's okay. um, but think, their their game is a big focus for them, so that's the other thing, right? It's the it's the yield farming. It's a yield farming game. I've never played it. I know you have. I I played it some, but you know, I just you know, you're kind of like going from galaxy to galaxy, and then you're trying to get on trajectories where the comets are coming through, so you can mine them. Yeah. And you know, it's it's you know, it's fun for a while, but it, to me, I just don't have time to do it. <laughs> Right. And but there are people playing it that are earning like six thousand, seven thousand dollars a month playing it. They have a whole fleet of ships and they move them all in tandem and get in there and harvest. And, you know, they're making real money. There's probably, you know, college kids and stuff like that um, who have time. But um, they did just take um, their upgrade in the game side. I think they're putting in a battle mode and a bunch of other stuff. So, I think so the whole idea is you're supposed to, like, get your ship close to other ships and that's how you earn what what's the what's the story no you okay can you see a comet in there okay so yeah. they're all lining up for a, where the comet's gonna go okay and so when you see a lineup of a bunch of ships like that right that means that they're all lined up because that's going to end up on the trajectory of where the comet is ah so you kind of want to be at the front of that because you know they do empty okay uh, of rewards so but what I heard, you know, and you use other ships to maneuver, you jump. So, you know, when you're trying to get on that vector, you know, you're looking for a ship outside of it, let's say, those dots to the left. Right. And then like the green to red is the amount of they're charging for the pull or the jump. Okay. So, you know, you're using a lot of math basically to um, get in the right positions. But I think the next thing that's coming out is this battle mode concept. Now, I don't know if it's going to be where you can like take other people's stuff, like come in and shoot their ship down and take all their loot. But that would be pretty interesting. Well, I talk about competitive yield farming. Well, <laughs> I told my son that I would buy him a ship because number one, he's brilliant at math. And, and number two, it's a video game, right? But it's not really like action oriented. It's more like no. plotting and planning. But yeah. I told him I'd buy him a ship and I could never get him to jump on it. But um, I definitely, I mean, conceptually, it's a very cool. I don't have the patience for it, but well, that's um, it. yeah, yeah. But, you know, you know I'm but, sure you know, if you, you get good at, at this, you can make some cash. Yeah. And the people that make the most, they have a fleet of like, you know, 30, 40 ships. Now, again, these NFTs for the ships go anywhere from 150 bucks to, you know, thousands of dollars. Yeah. And the, the other thing is, 
you can lease your ships, right? Yes. So if you buy one, if you don't feel like screwing with this ship, but you know somebody will, um, the more valuable the ship, the better it does, I guess, in in the game, then you can actually lease it to other people to use in the game. Yes. And you do it, they pay you for it, and then you get a share of the farming rewards or the yield that's captured. That's cool. So you, so you get passive income. Um, and then you're holding a portfolio of, of spaceship NFTs, too. So Yeah. Um, you know, it's a brilliant concept. And, um, but like you well, said, when you, the kids these days, they're all hooked on, you know, the VR looking, AR looking stuff like that one. What was the one where I sent you the other day? Fat, Phantasm Galaxies or something like that? Yeah. And you look at that and I was going, man, if they could combine that with the must game, um, the cometh game, that would be interesting. That level yeah. of, uh, but I don't know. Uh, if you can, that one's just a play to earn uh, game. But, you know, again, yield farming with a game. I mean, it's, it's awesome. A combination. Yeah. Hey, remind me tomorrow that I need to start taking notes from the beginning of the cast of what we've talked about. So when I tweet about it, I can talk about the projects we talked about. Otherwise, we'll be, you know, uh, I Yeah, you can remember. tag them. Yeah. And I don't want to yeah. listen to us twice. So. Um, no, I mean, look, we did this just because we were doing it all the time anyhow. Yeah, because we so, talk shit know. all the time anyhow. Um, there was one thing I wanted to look at here again. I, I'm going to contact the guys at Multifarm because I'm in their, um, private discord for like guys they think are important. Um, because I know this, yeah, it's amazing. (laughs) Look, dude, I can con with the best of them because, because I'm ready to jump on a USDC BUSD pair paying greater than 10,000% with a 91.22% daily APR. I'm ready to yeah. jump on that. Guess what? It doesn't exist. <laughs> Shocking, yeah. I know. Yeah, you know, I was, it, that's the problem with some of this stuff is that you don't know uh, where it is. But one thing I was looking at again today is just looking at, uh, okay, on Define, looking for a stable coin pair here. Uh, where were those? Maybe it was in popular. Did you bars. jump in anything at Rari yet? No, I just started looking at it. Um, what is this? Okay, so here in the they're popular farms on the Define. Look, you got UST and USDC pair paying thirty eight percent APR. Remember sure. that's APR. Yeah. So you know you you daily compound that. I'm sure the APY is like one hundred and ninety percent ish or so. Um, you got UST USDT at forty one percent. You've got uh, USDT USDC at twenty nine and a half percent. USDT die at twenty nine point seven. Die USDC at 26.3. Um, and you got USDC with ETH, of course, and and then a bunch of other cool pairs. But, um, you know, look, that's where if your safe haven is parking pairs of stables and getting 170% APY, I mean, put up the hammock and take a nap. Yeah, well, book good. your profit, book some profit, yeah. stay in the shit you want to stay in. And then, wait, was that in uh, popular? Uh, it's in the, uh, yeah, the, the ones where you have, yeah, look at this. Uh, I mean, 38%, 40%, even this one, the define USDC pool, this, this price is down right now on define. Right. And so I think yeah. there's some upside there. 163 define and ETH 219%. Look, this is the kind of stuff that you book your profit. You slap it in here and you let it ride. Um, and you know, you've taken money off the table and you go back and play with your DJ and stuff and keep bringing your profit over here. I should probably do yeah. that. Well, here's the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, should have, no. I should actually be smart about this. Oh, I've built up, you know, I'm in the other ones. I was in a lot of these. I got a lot of tokens, um, you know, in uh, the vaults there that are, you know, vesting. Uh-huh. And, and I'm in the other ones that have the no vesting and, you know, paired with Ave and paired with Curve. But, you know, I really believe in Define. And Define's down because... Everybody wants router and, you know, routers, their their super mesh cross chain play. But, you know, everything I see in Define, you know, scaling on, you know, TBL, total value lock and everything else, it's all it works great. And yeah. I look at this. This could be as big as, you know, any of the other ones on Polygon to start. Yeah. You know, and that's basically quick swap sushi. Um, you know, it's definitely in my mind, if we're going to put those kind of in that range, isn't a top five on, on Polygon. 
Yeah. But it has so much room to grow. Totally. Um, and I, I like the team. And, you know, yeah. they're, they're like 28 people right now, but they are cranking and their tech looks really solid. Yeah. And it's like you kind of, you know, I don't, how many, I think this is. This is not about, investment advice. I don't know what the hell yeah, I'm talking but, about. Well, yeah, but, you know, we're just talking, talking about what we do for due diligence. Um, <laughs> I, the other thing to look at always is how many tokens are there or how many tokens are. Like, yeah. one thing I noticed, I think it was on, um, maybe it was Libra or one of those pools over there that, you know, there's only like, or no, yeah, I think it was, maybe it was, no, I think it was Libra. There's only like 60,000 tokens and they've already burnt 500 and only 39,000 are issued. And, you know, you look at something like that and, you know, and then you look at another one, it's got like 8 billion tokens and you're kind of like, you know, give me that deflationary stuff with the small pools all day long. Yep. Um, what's the tokens? Okay, total supply on Define is only 250 million tokens. So, you know, that is good. Yeah, book, definitely. Like um, and I think with, um, oh, you know, I heard your phone ring before. I think that was Pop calling him. Whereas... Yeah. There's a lot of these around. So look at how many tokens and look at when they're coming out because sometimes when they're, you know, distributing more, you know, obviously it can hit price or airdropping stuff. And, you know, so that's something I also look at. I love the small token pools just because unlike, you know, 2017, 18, you know, not everybody's not trying to put out 10 billion tokens. Yeah. So, you know, there's a reason why, you know, like groups like Cardano and stuff kind of look capped at this price because, yeah. you know, I mean, how many tokens? They got 40 billion or something. Yeah. I'm like, how do you, and I don't see any burn mechanism there yet. Maybe I missed that, but I don't really pay attention to them as much anymore. But things like that. So, um, hey, Joe, know, is the, what's the, what's that painting back there behind you? The Bunker Hill painting? It is that, is that what it is? Yeah. That's awesome, man. What's NFT that yeah. shit? Yeah, I was thinking about that in a call once too. Um, I don't see any artist name on it, so I guess they wouldn't be stealing it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll scan it, make it digital, yeah. and throw in the real painting along with it. We should just NFT our lives. There we go. Like, Let's do it. You know, if, you, if you could do like a reality TV version NFT, like I remember. Back in you could sell days. hours of your time that way, right? Like each NFT represents uh, 20 hours. Yeah, no, I got to, yeah, like tell them to like, as a consulting product, I guess. Yeah, I like that. But, um, oh, a buddy of mine, wait, you know. Hmm? Let's start a freelance marketplace. And then if you don't lose all the hours, use all the hours. If a client doesn't use all the hours, they can sell it in the secondary marketplace. And then they're encouraged to make you look good because they want to make more money on it. So they'll be like, ah, oh, Joe is the best fucking consultant ever. <laughs> he was yeah, just, awesome. That's why I'm marking this up to $2,000 an hour. Yeah. But, you know, I only, um, I take all the money up front, everybody. So there is no deferred. Well, yeah, you would have gotten it on the first NFT sale. And then on every resale, you take a 15% cut on the resale. Secondary market residual. I yeah. Like all right. So we're going to start Wait. selling human hours yeah, we're going to start an NFT marketplace to sell human hours. That's pretty clever. You know, what about, um, I was talking, you know, Rick out on the West Coast that we did some work with in the past on that um, uh, DNA project. Yeah, genetic um, stuff. Yeah, he's got all these NFTs that he was asking, I mean, all these domain names that he was asking if we can NFT. And I'm like, I remember hearing some oh. people are doing that. I see them sometimes, but mm. is that... Well, the ENS, the, N the ENS domains are NFTs, you know, on their own, right? Okay. So those, but they're not domains that resolve on the web unless you do some other trickery shit to make them resolve back. But those are domains. I, theoretically, you could sell the rights to own a domain in an NFT. I don't know. I got a call with a guy. Um, there's a project called Lit that has a way to build in to NFTs for NFT projects to build in secondary functionality. So as simple as 
uh, you look at the NFT and there's a button there and you click the button and it loads a particular web page, like a bonus item that you got or something. Or it can link to an application that functions in some way once you click the button. So um, I'm going to have a chat with them because the technology is pretty cool. I actually met him in person at uh, oh, the last Moon Boy Bitcoin conference here in Miami. I can't remember what the fuck it's called. Bitcoin something or other lambo the one in june lambo assholes or something i don't i don't know what it's called but anyway yeah the one in june yeah, anyway that was the follow-up from the one last year where they got in all the heat for all the strippers and everything yeah exactly exactly yeah, yeah yeah so anyway um uh cool project but now i'm thinking yeah i think we need a uh I think you could represent domains and NFTs. The ownership, you'd have to set up something for who is management on the back end of it, but somebody did a whole domain registration service around that, then somebody could bundle domains and NFTs. But this whole uh, labor thing gets around the token thing, and there could be some interesting options there. We may have to... Yeah, let's, let's brainstorm that one off. Let's not tell anybody about it. Until we launch. I don't think anybody's listening anyway, so it's okay. Well, there's probably like 40 people out there, but, <laughs> but hopefully you're making big money. <laughs> no, um, no, I think that, you know, it's, we talk about a lot of, uh, new ideas that I think make sense and we just get so, yep. uh, so many of them yep. that it's hard to find the ones that we really want to do. We'll sell our um, ideas but, as NFTs. Yeah. There it's you a, go. It's a, it's a, it will do it on a, on a Degacha machine and you don't know which ideas you're getting. But every NFT has three crypto startup ideas. Or we could do it on the gotcha machine, like you said, with the hours. And we could sell like, you know, like you, you keep getting all these people asking for UI UX consulting. Yeah. I get tons of people asking for wallet management. Services, treasury management. Like yeah. Yeah. So speaking of which, you know, if anybody wants their treasury to make more money, you should call this guy or message this guy. Seriously. He knows yeah. his shit. He's been in this industry for a long time. He manages his money better than, you know, manages investment money better than anybody I know. Call Joe. Or well, and the other us. thing is, yeah, when you, a lot of times, you know, you do, if you're the entrepreneur, you do a token launch or you do a, however you create an event where there's a token out there. And yeah. all of a sudden you're sitting with all these tokens and ETH and a wallet doing nothing. You know, uh, that's supposed to be your buyback wallet or your buyback piece. You know, it's like you need to deploy that asset and grow it so that you have more to buy back. Yeah. I don't know what happens when you're buying back your token, just like Apple does, just like Google, just like everybody else. Price go up. Yeah. And so, you know, you do it smart and you hedge in there, um, you know, and you don't you don't lose it, of course. Um, but you definitely want to grow that asset. And it's something that got a lot to run a venture traditional five venture capital funds a ways back, you know, did about 2,700% on that in a year. And obviously we're beating that in crypto, but I thought that was the highlight of my life, but you know, this is so much more fun yep. and there's so oh, much more, so much more here. fun. Um, so yeah, you know, everybody contact Joe. Hey, you want to know something that's going to horrify my son and I can't wait to tell him we are live streaming on Twitch. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna horrify. <laughs> He's going to be horrified. Why is he gonna be so horrified? Because Twitch is his world, gaming and you know. Hey, that's we're coming a, for him. We're coming for you, kid. No, but you know the funny part? I everybody asks how my first exposure to crypto was, and it was from my daughter. And uh, nice. six and it was in Roblox. Oh and yeah. There was there were Robux there, and I was kinda like, Oh wow, you can actually this has value. And, you know, and the tokens. So that was when I first started thinking about it. Of course, that's, you know, those types of platforms is where everybody started thinking about it, I guess, of the crew that's, you know, the tad bit younger than me. But, um, you know, that's where it came from. And, yeah. you know, but yet they haven't all gone to the next level. And a lot of those people were some of those original Bitcoin miners, too. Yeah. You know, well, Roblox went public, made a fortune, making a fortune. Kids are addicted to it. Interesting thing that came out of that, my daughter was into this uh, pet swapping game, right? And so the kids are like, they collect pets and then they buy pets and then they swap with other people, pets, virtual stuff in Roblox. I don't, I don't know how it all works. 
But the cool thing that I loved about it was it became a market on eBay because kids would want a specific thing and you have to like randomly run into people to see that they have it and that animal has to be out that the kid wants. So people started listing them on eBay and then trading them, connecting together in the game and trading them. So this, it was getting up to like, some of these virtual pets were going for like $100, $150 because parents were willing to pay because their kids had to have this thing, right? And I just love seeing market dynamics just getting generated no matter where you go, right? It's, it's amazing, so. Well, yeah, it's kind of like I remember when, you know, I was, I remember messing around in Crypto Kitties back in like 20, early 2018, I think. Yeah. And I was like, and somebody, you know, a lawyer buddy of mine in New York told me about it. And he said, he said, look, you know, because we weren't, I wasn't thinking of NFTs back then. We were just thinking of it as like, oh, wow, okay, it's like digital, you know, because back in dot com days, you know, I was involved in a few, too, a bunch of projects, but, um, you know, the ones I really, Attached, attached to were the ones that could deliver, you know, this, this is going to sound like whatever now, but the, the <laughs> product was delivered through the internet, you know, it right. wasn't like where you order something and somebody ships a big crate of something to you. This was like, you know, software. Of course, there was no Netflix or anything back then. I think right. it was uh, the peer-to-peer -peer stuff hadn't quite come out yet, like the Casas and Napsters. So, you know, there was no bandwidth, really. Right. But, you know, I've still focused on that. So it was a lot of digital, um, you know, strategy analysis work and, and you know, things like that, as you remember. And folks on that, well, now, you know, years later, I was looking at CryptoKitties and I'm kind of like, wow, this is like the whole thing at another level. And this stuff, you know, has value and it had interesting gaming. And at that point, you know, some of those CryptoKitties were selling for like $300,000 or something at that, that one brief time when, it was all going nuts for certain trades. And then of course that market tailed off. I still see them in my, um, one of my wallets occasionally, but I don't really ever do anything with that because, right. you know, again, that's kind of nothing against crypto kitties or whoever they aren't, isn't a thing Andreessen Morowitz company now or something like that. No. They put a bunch of money into them. Uh, Somebody yeah. They that. had a round. Did they have a round they raised last week and closed? I think now oh, they wrapped I, up. Now they locked up NFLs in. Um, you know, but they get a lot of yeah. flack because they, the, I saw the CEO, uh, one of the founders yesterday getting into a Twitter shouting match because somebody was talking about they're not decentralized, blah, 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 but whatever. Uh, yeah. You know, you gotta, it's, it's, we want it, idealistically we want a pure decentralization, but you know, sometimes there has to be a little centralization. Yeah. Um, just to get there. We don't, nothing's going to start yeah. pure. Hell, Bitcoin's not purely decentralized yet. And it's been. What, 11 years? Yeah. So. I saw some interesting news on that that, you know, in regards to Texas and Bitcoin, you know, that both Bitmain and the, the other big Chinese miners supposedly have moved all their operations to Texas. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I saw that so, there's been some know, real revenue saying, generated. Yeah. Now they're saying that, you know, uh, that 60% of the nodes are now in the U.S. or something like that. So nice. You know, that. You know, that's I, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, well, if we can keep network. if we can keep the U.S. government from fucking it up, there's an opportunity for the United States to dine to, to dominate a new financial system. But instead, everyone's going to be worried about protecting the old one. And uh, that that's the thing I fear the most is is that they'll we're just going to screw this up when the opportunity is huge and China is roundly fucking it up. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I get why China is doing it. They want control. They want to be able to control people in their country. That's the whole idea. And they want to establish a currency that can compete with USD in the world market. But this is a giant opportunity for the United States. But, you know, everyone's scared. Yeah. of Everyone's scared of the bankers not getting their peace. They'll get their peace. Of they course they will. will. Of course. Yeah. They will. And and so the arguments are always about how much of the piece are they going to get? Yeah. <laughs> so if they're funding it and stuff like that, that means they want more. Yep. Uh, so, you know, I think that, you know, all the signs look good to me. Um, you know, mass user adoption coming. I mean, you see it everywhere. Um, you know, everything. I mean, I, I use PayPal for stuff, you know, online. Yeah. And every time I turn around, PayPal is trying to get me to buy crypto in there. 
you know, buy 25 of crypto and we'll give you $25. Venmo too. Yeah. Yeah. They're all trying to do it. And it's like, so you see it's happening. And, and, you know, I was walking around in a store, I think in Merrick Park Mall the other day. And, you know, you start seeing the signs on the, I mean, I started noticing the signs on the windows that where they take Bitcoin. So, you know, usually it's the higher end luxury. We have a lot of international people that come to Miami, as you know, and, you know, they have money to spend. And so a lot of them, you know, are coming with, you know, their wallets on their phones and buying goods. Yeah. Then leaving after their vacation. But um, it doesn't mean Americans aren't doing it, too. Yeah. Um, So it's it's here. This is the time. Um, As everybody keeps saying, buy the dips in total. Yep. You know, I mean, unless you're a trader and that's your whole thing, then, you know, I mean, like me, I kind of tried to blend it. I do medium term trades, um, some in and out in a day, as we've talked about here, you know, when I'm seeing $42 trillion APY, or 42 trillion percent APY, you know, I will jump into that. But, you know, I'm only throwing a couple hundred at it. So, yeah. Um, but anyhow, let's uh, let's save some more witticisms and wisdom for tomorrow yeah man let's Um, save it because you know we're gonna run out yeah Um, beautiful but anyhow good luck to everybody i see eat still sitting near 3600 yeah we're Um, doing great so it's a good day good shape it's a good day pumptober october cryptober october (laughs) (laughs) on that note (laughs) adios joe have a great day talk to you later buddy Bye. bye everybody cheers